We're off to a good start, but we need to filbert in these blanks. This week on Hapless Heroes. Yeah, he's really nice and he has a really cool voice. He goes, I'm, I'm really good, you're friend, and you are nice, and I do good things that are bad. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. I'm Francesco, and I am your host and DM as we jump right back into the action of our adventure in time. Before we get started, we're going to do what we always do, and that's going to introduce our wonderful cast for you, starting in my virtual left with Dave as Zero, Valen's Avatar of War. Good evening, everyone. Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Returned and refreshed. Nicole as Boris the Butcher. I'm running out of end of the world outfits. Zach as Pregnart. Maybe my hamster will start good this time. And John as Lord Gerald the Light. Pancakes and ham and bacon and eggs and muffins and... In true <laughs> hapless heroes fashion... Uh, Phil, a.k.a. Hedrick the Entertainer, uh, is uh, not able to join us tonight. However, um, you know, Quinn had his pampering time, and I think Hedrick feels like, you know, he needs to follow suit. You know, he can't he can't be less amazing and beautiful than than Quinn. You know, they we've, we've so there's sort of always been this battle of the bards happening in I mean, this it's, show. He's, he's always been less beautiful. It's just... He's trying Ooh. to match wits, and it's it's all good. You're going to talk shit without yeah. the man present? Man. <laughs> I'm sure he man. has a horrible mess to deal with in the bathroom, too. Yeah, <laughs> so Hedrick, yeah, as I say, Hedrick is probably spending his time right now just, like, undoing the quinness of <laughs> the pampering stations and is now going through whatever his self-care routine is, which I'm sure he'll explain when he returns. But until then... um. You guys are still at you guys are at the Villag Inn right now. Um, we'll just say that Hedrick essentially took off and is heading back to uh, the Garden Inn, which is you know where your actual nice lodgings are. You do not you know you guys I think had had spent the night at the Villag Inn specifically because you had intended to invent brunch, and you had to invent brunch here at the Villag Inn. So I think we left off with. You had just invented brunch. We had cut the camera to something that the party did not see, was the hotel the 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 you know the employees at the Garden Inn uh, asking where Nate, one of the bellboys, was. They didn't show up after their shift after they ran out on an errand for one of the people staying at the hotel. Hey, that was you, because Pregnard did manage to convince him to, against Boris's wishes, financially motivated wishes. Uh, to go find a hamster riding a tiny unicycle with a little hat. I convinced him with sausage. 
I wasn't the sausage. <laughs> um, so that's where we left off. So we're, we're you know, brunch has concluded. Um, it was, uh, well, I mean, you know, it's going to take some time probably for this to take off, but it was a success in its own right in that it was the first of its kind. The first Thursday brunch that ever happened in Telduria. So that's where we left off. Uh, what is, so you've, I think what the only thing outstanding right now is that you've told Filbert now tonight to meet you, um, like late. We're at your lodgings at the Garden Inn to like, well, well, we've, we've, we've done one of the things we were supposed to do today. Of course, f meeting Filbert later in the day is very important. Um, but I think top on Jarrell's priority list is the hamsterism again. <laughs> and I'm sure it's on Pregnarites as well. Well, I mean, for different reasons. I mean, yes, <laughs> but here, here's reasons. the thing. You have no idea where, where this hamster is, right? It was brought to you last time. Right. Yeah. So, like, I mean, you have zero information as to where you could find said demon hamster. But, I mean, you know, that's... That it could be a, a way to tackle the day, but you know, let's let's settle this in character. You know, you've just finished a delicious meal. What's 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 next on the docket for the hapless heroes? Ah, uh, funny. Did I making cards last night? Also, before we get moving, wasn't it dice? Weren't you playing right. dice? And yeah. how much money did I? <laughs> oh yeah, um, really win from people last night. Definitely, legitimately won from people. Like definitely, without how the dice rolled last time. Um. <laughs> You managed to come away with about 68 gold. You were up, you were down, but you ended up still coming out on top at the end. Oh, well done. Thank you. Yeah, but what's on the what's what's on the docket for the for the hapless heroes on this uh, uh, this Holy Thursday. <laughs> uh, Jarrell pushes one of the last of the plates away from in front of his face. Uh, I am still concerned about that hamster creature. I don't want it interfering with the, uh, convergence later. If its primary goal was to jump into the well, it could, in fact, really be trying to influence anyone in the town to be doing just that. Yeah, that's dangerous that he's not here with me cuddling. <laughs> we should go find him. Should I we go get Quinn? Jarrell. Should we go get Quinn first? Oh yeah, Quinn's not with you guys. He's at the <laughs> yeah. Yes. He's back at the. Yes, the Quinn end. should Quinn should cuddle with the hamster too. He will like it. Oh. Mm. All right. I mean, any objections to that? No, Cuddling with a hamster? No, thank you. No, I, the, the going back for Quinn. <laughs> Quinn's not here. Quinn can't hear this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Boris is going to stop pocketing muffins and, and go ask the hotel clerk reception, whoever's at like the front desk area at this inn, to uh, get a carriage for us using the gold that she earned last night so that we don't have to, you know, foot it. Walk. Oh, yeah. Okay. That sounds great. Um, so while that's happening, and while you're traveling to the Garden Inn, I'm going to cut the camera to Quinn. Quinn. Um, yes. You, you know, it's it's the morning. Um, your friends have invented Thursday brunch without you. However, you had one of the first, like, you've probably, you, like, you, this is probably the first time in 
the longest time that you had an entire night of me time. Mm-hmm. So like you're waking up refreshed, relaxed, like, you know, uh, like, is there anything like any sort of ritual you perform in the morning? Like as you're, as you're rising <laughs> after a spot, the spa day you gave yourself yesterday. Is this an R rated episode? No. Ritualizing has already happened. <laughs> yeah. <it'd> be. <laughs> Be like, uh, you know, y- y'all can use your imaginations about what he was doing behind closed doors. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think he is, um, he's certainly, um, sheening himself. He's making sure that <clears throat> his, his, uh, complexion is, uh, perfect. Polished. He's using whatever mirrors or what have you. Uh, to kind of cream himself and, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh-huh. we would. Yep. Yes. on I, his face. I don't feel he's like we're w- clarifying yet. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's, he is cream well. yourself can mean only one thing. <laughs> yeah, applying cream and lotion cream to, to your his face. skin to hydrate. Right. Uh, and my self-care yeah. routine is, always includes creaming myself. He is, yeah. <laughs> he is feeling the most hydrated he has ever felt in... Mm, probably years at this point. He's well polished. He is well polished. Yeah. Okay. Well, this, I still don't feel well, like that if, clarified anything. If, if, if any of you I felt like this was not rated, you were mistaken. So there's a knock at your ho- your 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 sweet door. Hark! There's a knock at my door. There sure is. You can narrate all of your own actions if you would like to. <laughs> Quinn saunters, if you will, over to the door. Um, almost almost sing-songly. So he's kind of like... He's got um, a little bounce in his step. Yeah, yeah, there's a little yeah, bit yeah. of a bounce. There's a little bit of a, a hum in his in his brain. Um, you know, maybe, maybe Hedrick's got to him a little bit uh, with, with some of his, his little uh, uh, dandies. And so uh, he is humming to himself, uh, strolling across the room, and he uh, he opens the door. Okay, uh, you see a woman maybe in her early 40s um, wearing like, a, you know, like the uniform that everybody else working at this garden inn is wearing. And she just says, oh, excuse me, sir, I don't mean to interrupt or your morning, um, but I was wondering if you had heard from a certain hotel employee. Uh, he goes by the name of Nate. He was last seen trying to fulfill a request for one of one of the people staying with you. We have. He didn't report for his shift this morning. He responds with, "And who are you?" Um, and the reason why he says that is because he actually has cucumbers over his eyes. Still, <laughs> he can't actually see her. He doesn't know who this is, um, so he doesn't even see the uniform at all. Oh, um, so he's just kind of confused about who's talking so and why. She opens this door to a person this? with like literally cucumbers in their yep. eyes. Perfect. Okay. Yep. So uh, she says, oh, I'm, I'm Martha. I'm one of the employees here at the uh, hotel. I'm the shift manager. Oh, and he takes one of the cucumbers off his left eye and eats it. Um, so have you heard from this employee? Have you seen them at all? You know, mm, what did you say his name was? Uh, Nate. Mm, nope. Doesn't ring a bell. I mean, there's been all sorts of people in and out of my room bringing me all sorts of wonderful creams and 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 knickknacks and cucumbers. 
Well, we, I mean, we're certainly happy that you're enjoying your stay and that you feel that you are being well taken care of. Um, but, you know, we are a bit concerned about this employee. You know, we, we sent someone to their home and, you know, no, no one seemed to be there. Um, do, 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 by any chance, would you happen to know what errand he was sent, like what, what the last thing I guess was asked of him was? Well, we don't really have I that am, file. I am unsure, but if you find this date, please send him some more fresh towels. We, I, we, right away, sir. We can um, never have enough fresh towels. I appreciate your time. Thank you. You have been amazing. And he closes and she, the door. Yeah, and she leaves. Uh, we're so at this point now. We're going to cut the camera back to the rest of the group. You are now just arriving at the Garden Inn, and you see a mildly distraught forty-year-old woman hotel employee coming down the stairs um, back into the main atrium. And she sees all of you, you know, walk in, and she just says, "Oh, hello, excuse me. Uh, you're the group staying in the penthouse suite. Is that correct?" It is. Uh, out of curiosity, uh, have you heard from a particular one of our uh, employees? He goes by the name of Nate. Uh, it seems like you had requested something of him last night, and uh, well, he hasn't reported for his shift this morning, and we're just a bit concerned for him. Uh, are Does you? Me- Sorry, uh, go ahead. Yep. Yeah. No, good. Okay. Uh, Boris's mouth is full of muffin, and she says, "If you want to find a hamster, it's his own fault." I'm sorry? Did you say something about a hamster? Boris swallows the muffin and says, yeah, I paid him not to find the hamster. If he went and found the hamster, he is possibly trying to throw him down a well. I don't really remember what the end goal of the hamster was. Wait, I'm sorry. What is Are you saying that, that, that there's there's a safety concern here? What, do you, what, what, what is so dangerous about this hamster? It's a demon. He's too cute. I'm sorry. Are, are you t- suggesting that one of our hotel employees willingly went out in search of a demon for one of our guests? Yeah, he's riding a bike. It's a whole thing. We try. I try. Unicycle. <laughs> in your employee's defense, I'm not sure he's aware that the hamster is a demon. Yeah, I, the hamster is just very cute, and he has a good voice. He goes, about the bit. Uh, you should do the really cool stuff for me. Okay. Um, listen. I'm, I'm not sure if this is just a joke to you, but one of our employees is missing, and the last people that they had talked to were you. And now I don't want to sound accusatory. Obviously, you are our guests, and you may, you know, you're, we will do our best to fulfill whatever requests you desire, but we really need to know. Like, what is it that you had sent him out for? A if he, hamster. If he were looking for a hamster, where do you think he would go first? I I mean, there's so many open-air markets, and there's, like, you know, I guess pet stores and things like that, but, I mean, a hamster? I, I, a really I don't know. cute there's, one. That there's has men- a little there's, hat. I guess there's there's there are several pet stores. There's my, we should I should state that this we do have a strict no pet policy at this hotel. Uh, you know, just cleanliness and general rules. 
That is very odd considering that I gave you a very nice sausage. I think an exception is not out of the question. Vero is also on the words no pet policy, just silently from the back, looking at Pregnart, looking back at Martha. Look at Pregnart, look back at Martha. <laughs> Pregnart has blank stare. Of course, as always. This is also going on at least five feet above your head. <laughs> Boris says, puts. Well, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, Boris puts her arm on the shoulder of the woman in a in a comforting fashion and says, "Don't worry, I can solemnly swear that by four a.m. you will no longer be looking for him and not worrying about it at all." That doesn't sound comforting at all. Why is that? Why is that is so oddly specific? <laughs> why would I no longer be worrying about it at four a.m.? This, the, the, the hamster will be gone at 4 a.m. Do, do you know where this employee is? Are you responsible for their disappearance? Have you done something to them? No, I just told no, you. No, I needed to try to not <laughs> go. I, okay, we're just going to have we're, we're going to have to file a missing persons report with the authorities. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they came asking you some questions as well. And I'm sorry, but it's just protocol. We have a missing employee, and they're not at home, and, well, we're concerned for their safety. Boris gives so, her a muffin in response. I, um, I, no thank you. I'm not hungry. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I guess don't stray too far. <laughs> uh, and enjoy your day. And she just kind of, like, walks away, and you can see her like talking to some people at the front desk um, before she then starts to walk out of the hotel. So I guess we would go get Quinn. Okay, you go up to the room. Quinn, do you still have a single cucumber in your eye or have you eaten that one too? Um, I currently now have pants on. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I guess we never established whether your pants were or were not on when you answered the door. No, I was in a pure robe, like robe head to toe. I understand. The hair like twirled into a a towel on my head. I see. Okay. Okay. I was in pure spa mode. The the silk smoking jacket kind of robe. Yes. Mm Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So he's currently, he currently now has pants on. Quinn, we're back. I I believe we have to go find the hamster and also possibly the bellboy. Ah, yes. Um, um, I don't remember his name, but it was some woman was here asking for him. I hope he brings us towels. You need more towels. You can of see course. that. You can There's see that behind, behind Quinn, like the door to his his private room is open, and you can see there's just piles of towels on the floor. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And you could hear Hedrick kind of cursing in the in the in the you know the bathroom because he's just like, oh no, where are the towels? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we have this running thing, right? Where like some sort of gaffe or something happens to happen to Hedrick. It doesn't always have to be serious, but uh, I feel like there is a certain level of inconvenience that comes along with you're in the bath and you look around and suddenly you're like, oh fuck, there's no towels in here. Mm-hmm. I had a perfect spa day. He is going to have a very stressful spa day. <laughs> yeah, he's going <laughs> to. <laughs> the exfoliant uh, is empty. The razor's clogged. Oh, he actually finds out that he's <laughs> allergic to the exfoliant. 
Oh, I won't be that cruel. We'll just we'll just stick with the no towels for now. Wait till he finds uh, out we took all the toilet paper out. <laughs> no, we didn't. And there's no more cucumbers. That may be true. That might be true. <laughs> As it stands, we have a missing employee that you can or cannot do something about. I mean, like, listen, it's up to you. I mean, there's she did. I mean, OK, when you did ask the question, there are pet stores. You mentioned that were nearby and like open air markets where maybe people might be selling like exotic pets or things of that nature. Um, you know, you can go do some some looking around. I'm sure if you ask the concierge, they can point you in like the direction of a few. Now, just just as an aside, you know, among us heroes here, how much gold have we given this place for their discretion? I believe I lost track. So somewhere along the lines of enough gold to keep this affluent in running for an entire year with no guests. Uh huh. Martha should have taken the muffin. If she was more interested in biting that and less interested in biting the hand that feeds, she'd probably be living a much easier life by the end of the day. Well, by the end of this day, nobody's going to be living a healthy life at all, so. Is it day three already? She did say it was protocol. Within 24 hours. It's four in the morning, correct? This upcoming morning. This, yeah, this, this coming morning. Listen, we like the, the the actions of of day one consisted of kidnapping Filbert. The um, actions of day two thus far have created brunch, walked back to hotel. Nope, rode back to hotel. Rode back on a to carriage. hotel. Yeah. So we're still in day two. Okay, that's. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, you guys barely got to day three last time because the fish was eaten before anything really happened. You were asked to surrender your weapons, and that was the last straw for Zero, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Us without our weapons is an untenable position. Right. They didn't ask us to surrender the fish. I think, keep in mind this time that, like, as long as we don't have to surrender the fish, we should be comfortable. In well, there should be significantly less guards. Yeah, there should be significantly yeah. less guards this time. It's possible yeah, that we've finessed this one slightly better than the time before. There is no hashtag Bush Journal this time, so. Yet. Yeah, it is still early. <laughs> All right. Are we well, discussing the surrendering of the weapons in character, or is this just an us discussion? I was just reminding you that's what happened. But right. I have a follow-up question. If Boris were to surrender her weapon... Would it just poof back into her hand? You would have to recall it, but yeah, you probably could do yeah, that. Yeah, I could just do that, right? Yep. So I'm fine if I have to surrender my dagger. <laughs> cool. Good to know. But I mean, you know, you would be surrendering your dagger to like the magic authorities. So like keep that in perspective as well. Right. Because you recalling your weapon requires magic, right? The weapon it is an, it's an, it's the weapon magic. itself is enchanted to like do right. that. But I'm just mm. saying, like you know, right? Some someone savvy right. enough would probably suss out that there's something magical about the properties of your weapon. Yeah, it is Maybe. also attuned to me, and it looks like it's made of glass, if I remember from how I described it. So it yes. it, it looks pretty magic. 
<laughs> yeah. So, we're all together again. Um, it, what's what's the next angle of attack? Are we going to pet stores? Um, yeah, I guess pet stores in the open air markets. Um, do we know how far apart they are? You'd have to ask somebody. Yeah. Or just go look at a map of like maybe some of the market districts. I'm sure there's probably some like, you know, maps and things you can peruse in the lobby of the local areas. Places to explore. Yeah, we didn't have a map this time. Places to shop. Yeah, I think finding a map would be of the local shops and where the open air markets are would be useful. Okay. Well, uh, you could do that. Just tell me what you want to do. I guess ask the front desk. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they say like, uh, is there any particular type of pet shop you're looking for, or is there like a particularly know, which, which one you believe Nate may have started at or headed around? Looking for a hamster, was it, right? Yes. I overheard you say, okay. One that would ride a unicycle, wear a fez, and whistle a little tune. That is so oddly specific. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, well, if you take a look here, they pull out like a, a map of what looks like, like the inner the inner wards and like the of like the citadel and like of Ool, right? Of just like the, right? The outer wards, you know, there's plenty of things there, but that's, you know, if you're looking for exotic pets, that's not, those aren't really where you're going to be finding it. You're going to be looking for, you know, the ninth ward itself has, you know, it's shopping centers, like plazas where there, you know, might be some pet stores. You can peruse just like one or two here in the ninth ward, as well as adjacent, there are, uh, a couple in the tenth and eighth wards as well. They they give you the, they give you like like f six different potential places you can go. There's there's essentially two about roughly two in each two relevant ones in each ward adjacent to you and in your where you are right now in the city. Could you think of one that would be selling um, more exotic or perhaps even less legal pets? Um, including hamsters. Far be it for me to question your tastes. Illegal uh, hamsters. Just... <laughs> um, okay, well, there is... There's two. Okay, and we have... So there, there would be... That would be Scales Exotic Pets here in the Ninth Ward. Um, and then probably Ellie Cat's Pet Shop in the Eighth Ward. That's... Don't let the name fool you. It's not just cats. They just happen to be in an alley. And, well, that might be, you know, you asked for Shady. That's about what I, all I could come up with. The rest would just be your typical, you know, pet shops ranging with, you know, from typical domestic pets to things more exotic, depending on, you know, requests. For, for my out-of-character notes, what was the name of the second one again? Uh, so the first one, right, was Scales, Exotic Pets. Yep. And then the other one was Alley Cats Pet Shop. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you're quite welcome. Uh, please, you know, if, if anything you can do to 
Make sure that Nate is safe. We would appreciate it. Um, so I guess we'd want, uh, how long does it take to walk between the wards? Um, it's, it's a large city. This is yeah. a massive metropolitan area. I mean, it would take you less time to do that than it would be to walk around like the outer wards where the circumference is a little bit, you know, larger. However, um, probably taking a carriage, like a wagon or like, you know, some sort of pu public transportation would be your best bet. Right. Because I was thinking we could take, we could go, maybe get a wagon. Perhaps we get a wagon to this Addy Cats in the 8th Ward and then ride it through the other two and I could just try to locate a little tiny unicycle. Do you think that might be the most expedient way to find if, if this thing is even in either of these pet shops or markets? Only if Nate found all of the above at once and didn't go on multiple trips, like get the hamster, then get the unicycle, then get the fez. That's interesting. That's an interesting way to think about it, right? Because you have no idea, you know, the steps that were taken prior to procure this hamster. It does seem like it was able to ride the unicycle very well to begin with. I don't know if that was just the demon's natural talent or <laughs> if the <laughs> hamster Can had I also drained just through. Can I also just, as an aside, say that, like, the things that we f we choose to focus on or that we, like, like the little these little extra storylines that we created throughout the course of these loops have been, like, my some of my favorite things. Because it's like, oh, it just, like, only us would choose to, you know, deal with the hamster system or make that even relevant to the overall main story that's culminating Why? here. Yeah, twice. I love it. I just you I had love an it. out to not to allow the hamster to not be a story this time, and you. But what? How could I? Right but now. how could if it if it existed before? It has always existed. <laughs> so, like, we've established it. So now it's always a thing. <laughs> Damn straight. It's like the shittiest version of as above, so below. I love it so much. <laughs> Anyways, um, any objections to what Jarell is suggesting? Anyone else have any suggestions on how to approach this? Like, where's our first stop? Where are we going next? Well, apparently we're taking a wagon to Scales. The alley cat first in the 8th ward, then going back oh, between cat, the 9th. Right. I figured we'd, go, we'd ride the carriage from the 8th to the 9th to the 10th until we spot something. You're already in the 9th ward. This is where you are. That is where your hotel is. Yeah, but I figured if we started the 8th, that way we wouldn't have to use one to go to the 8th and then the other one back. And yeah, just so like start there and then work your way back. I understand. Yeah. Okay. Um, any objections? We go with this plan? All right. Let's off, do it. Off to Alley Cat's Pet Store. Um, obviously, very easy to procure a wagon down to the eighth ward um it drops you off in like where the main shopping center is but like you remember from looking on the map that just like in one of the alleyways off from the main strip um is where this pet store is so you're able to kind of you're making your way down the streets you know they're bustling um there appears to be some street performers on like a stage that's been set up in like a, like a little plaza they're like doing like a it looks like a play of some kind like they're performing um and you know so there's quite a crowd gathered around and um 
you know, it's like you can't really see what they're doing. You can just hear people like, you know, like reciting lines, like just like, they, like, like very, it's very Shakespearean, like, you know, type stuff. Like just this, it's, 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 it appears to be a comedy though, because people are like laughing. But, uh, you know, from back here, the crowd noise is a little intense. So like, even though the performers are shouting to try to like carry their voices, it's not, you know, entirely clear, like, you know, what's, what's being performed. Um, but, you know, you're kind of pushing your way through or around, you know, just trying to, like, navigate around this, like, crowd that keeps kind of, you know, they're sort of congregating towards the center of this plaza. Um, and uh, you can see that you know, there's, like, several alleys that shoot off from, you know, where some of the shop fronts are set up. And, like, looking down some of these alleys as you're passing by them, getting to the one where you um, remember seeing, you know, the alley cats pet stop, pet shop in... Um, I mean, there's like these these alleyways seem to stretch on for quite a way and have a few, you know, several like offshoots from them. There's a lot of buildings here, and they, you know, not not a ton not a ton of ones that like rise high up. The ground here is a little bit more level, so everything's just sort of like it just feels like flat. Like all the rooftops sort of like almost like not like connect to each other, but like are around the same height, right? Like you can easily just like jump from rooftop to rooftop if you wanted to. The buildings are so close together, um, so these alleyways are super tight. Um, so you start walking down and like you you know the alleyway where the alley cats is and you can see there's just like you can if if, if it weren't for the small metal sign sticking out from the, the you know brick facade of the side of the building here uh, you would have no idea that there was anything here because it's just a door like a solid black metal door with like one of those like slots that open and close around like human eye level uh and uh, just like an, you know, like that, like an iron sign kind of hanging down, like swinging, like you can see, like one chain link is a little bit longer than the other, so the sign's a bit crooked, and it just, you know, it's, it's in the shape of a cat, and it just says Alley Cats Pet Store. Do we want to even go in, or should we just locate the unicycle, see if it's here, and move on through the market? we want to go in. Boris immediately goes through the door. Daryl has a bad feeling about going into a skeevy pet shop with our group because we're going to just rescue all the pets. <laughs> Boris is already picking out a pet. Zero <laughs> also wanders in. Okay. So Boris and Zero, you, the, the door opens, right? It does, it's not locked. It's not like there's no like knock, what's the password type thing, right? Just, you know, but there is a slot in there, right? Um, the door opens. It's it's quite dark in like this atrium you're in. There's like almost like curtains drawn so that you can't even opening the door. You can't see directly into the shop. But then you guys just walk in. Does anybody else follow them, or are the three of you kind of like yeah. still? Yeah, no, Jarrell's going in. Yeah, I'm going in. If Zero's going in, I'm going in. Okay, it's definitely going into the pet store. All right, so as you walk in, like you kind of have to like push through the curtains to like get into where the store is. Um, and as soon as you walk in, I mean, like it's it is sort of this like dimly lit room. Like the walls are made of like this, like some sort of dark hard wood that is like just like so like the the actual and like you know like any sort of cushions or anything like that that might be present on furniture or things in this room. It's like sort of this red velvet. So it's just this very dark and like you know like like moody sort of vibe with the lighting and like the dark wood and like, the no natural light at all penetrating to this this building. Um. There are tons of cages and enclosures of 
multiple sizes containing, I mean, a, a huge variety of animals. We're talking about exotic birds, like large, like exotic, like cats or canines, right? That might be in larger enclosures. Like you can see this store stretches out like, the, like, 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 like super wide, right? Um, so like against like the outer, like the walls to your left and right, like all the way at the ends of this shop or where, where some of these larger enclosures are, it's almost like a, like a, like a zoo, right? But like indoors and like, you know, any of the dangerous animals or potentially dangerous animals are behind like, you know, like this like tempered glass that's like super, like it seems to be like super thick. And then like, you know, you have like cages, you got monkeys, you got like rodents, you got, I mean, like pretty much any animal you can dream of is in here, like including some of the, like some strange creatures you've never seen before in your entire lives. Um, there is a small counter in the center of this like menagerie. Um, and there is just a, what appears to be a small, like just, just like a, a gnome, uh, a male gnome um, wearing these like these glasses that have like all these different like like lenses or adjustable lenses where he can like like flip more down in front of like the actual bifocals that he has on uh, and he seems to be just like deep looking and looking at like he's like reading something or he's like looking through maybe like a ledger or some kind but he barely pays you any mind as you enter you know he almost like kind of does like a, almost like a half lift of his head to kind of acknowledge your presence but then like says nothing and just continues reading on nobody there are no other customers in this store zero walks up to the counter um, again uh, you as you walk up it's this it's same like you you're there's not really any attention being given to you still Wh whatever this gnome is reading through um obviously is capturing their attention more than your presence okay i will just stand and loom over the counter. Okay. After a f after a few moments, you could like the the gnome kind of lets out like a sort of a heavy sigh. <sighs> yes. What what can I do for you? Zero leans down and try to get his head a little closer to uh, this guy in his stature. It's a little close. His eyes both blazing red. Would you believe me if I told you I was here to buy a gift for a friend? <laughs> well, that wouldn't be the first time I've heard someone make some sort of request for a gift. We have many different kinds of animals here, the many kinds of exotic mm. creatures. It depends on what this friend of yours is looking for. My friend is peculiar sort. He could be standing right in front of your face and you'd never know it was him. And even if you knew, you'd never believe it. But... He seems to have a thing for small performing creatures. On his mind lately has been a hamster. We'd already a sent hamster. a purchaser out. Oh yeah. I've got oh. a hamster on the mind. Now, as soon as you speak up, Pregner, because I'm not, you, you were probably like, you know, you weren't like directly with Zero as he was approaching the counter, right? But like he looks over now and sees you, this beautiful, magnificent, strange, and unique staring. creature Don't standing blank stare. blankly staring in his direction. And he says, my goodness, what a specimen you are. Come here, good fellow. Tell me more about yourself. From where do you hail? Wait, is he, is he behind a counter? He's behind a counter. 
it's like a it's it's it's, it's like a 360 degree counter with like a little like door that flops out so he's like surrounded by desk uh i i just hop up onto the counter wow and he you can see him like lift a few of the lenses to kind of get a more wider focus of like what he's looking at at you and then maybe he like flips up ones up and down like just kind of like examining you you can see that he he like immediately like just like he hops up onto the counter with you and he's like pinching your cheeks he's like feeling your hands like you know like oh oh glorious do tell do tell from where do you hail what what can i call you i'm pregnant i'm a muggle fascinating fascinating and you see him like a girl made me i guess i don't know how a doctor did do, you say, so you would say that you are not a natural creature. I'm very natural. I, okay. And I, I, I stroke I, my fake beard. Yeah, your moss I, I beard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me remind um, the audience that Pregnar at all times wears a fake beard made out of moss. And I go, mm-hmm. this is all natural. I grew my beard. This is a real natural beard. And I take offense that you insinuated anything otherwise. You see that um, he so he pulls out a notebook and a quill. He like dips it in like a little little like ink well and starts like furiously scribbling notes like, you know, and he starts like muttering to himself like, oh, this creature seems to have, you know, established some modicum of sentience. You know, we'll have to see, you know, what level of intelligence this particular creature possesses. It calls itself a Magogol. Uh, and then he just like, you know, returns back and he looks at you and he like, 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 just like very quickly, just like plucks and like snatches like a little piece of moss from your beard, right? Like almost like plucking a beard hair, hey, right? Stop that. What did oh, you do? I, Why did you do that? That's my just, beard and it, uh, it, that hurt. Ouch. I'm sorry. I'm just borrowing this for a second. And he like examines it very closely in his hands. And he just looks at it. He's like, oh, you just, just ruined my beard. That is not nice. You're, <laughs> well, why are there so many rude people in this town? I'm sorry. I'm, I, I got, you'll have to, I, 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 I must look, remember my manners. I, I've just never encountered something quite like you before. That and, is well, not I haven't cool, felt man. this excited in such a long time. Well, next time you get excited, don't start just picking uh, pieces of somebody's real beard off that is not fake and is real. You see him pull his notebook out again. Creature also seems to understand basic social cues and uh, uh, politeness. <laughs> and he Pregnard just, just like, grabs the piece of his beard back and... Uh, and puts it, just sticks it back on. Yeah. yeah, sticks it on and just hops off the counter. He does not want to... Uh, talk to this man anymore no, i imagine please. that he's I, tired of this i didn't I imagine mean the any, piece that like, slowly no falls off again <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like just like hanging down <laughs> just, just yeah, a little yeah. bit yeah uh but he says no no please i, I meant no offense I, I i just if this if anything like you are the most magnificent thing i've ever seen in my entire life thank you i think he's won pregnard over a little bit more i'm sorry i didn't mean to get sidetracked you said you were looking for a performing hamster is that correct? Yes. It is a hamster, and he has a little hat, and he whistles a little song, and he rides a little unicycle. A gentleman may have come in here already looking for him. Yes, uh, actually. I do recall a someone dressed in... He looked to be like an employee of some sort of lodging, you know, like around town, um, asking for a hamster of said... Caliber, um, unfortunately, as much as I would love to possess such a magnificent creature as you describe, I do not have any... Yeah, he's really nice, and he has a really cool voice. He goes, 
I'm, I'm really good, your friend, and you are nice, and I do good things that are it, bad. Interesting. So this hamster also can speak. <laughs> mm, no, I definitely has. don't. I definitely don't have anything quite like that. But I do remember appointing this young fellow uh, in in the direction of well, I know many people in the exotic animal trade i i never i didn't get established like this you know completely on my own you know it's good to know people in certain places um there was a man that i referred him to uh he's well he's rather eccentric however i if there was anyone who could help procure such a magnificent creature i i I'd think no other than a man named volo and for all the D&D that sounds familiar. old heads out there, that's going to sound familiar to you as well. Um, okay, uh, where can we find him? <laughs> where can't you find him is the real question. Um, from what I understand, because we, 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 we met for coffee recently, uh, he's been taking up residence, working on a new book here in... Ooh, um, he, he said he was leaving town today, though. So, um, you know, I'm not sure if he's still there, but le- he was residing uh, actually at the, uh, I think it was in the Seventh Ward somewhere. I, 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 we met, let's see, we had coffee at Carol's. Oh, yes, right. It was the, uh, it was the Flower Inn and Suites right there in the Seventh Ward. Okay, That's where well, he was uh, staying. He he may have already checked out by now, but you know, there's a chance he might still be there if you are looking to procure such a creature. He would know where to find one. He knows where to find everything. The man is a genius, albeit, as I said, a bit eccentric. Uh, thank you. Uh, should we hurry off then? Is there anything else I can help you find or procure? We, I mean, take a look around. Obviously, my stock is unlike anyone you'll ever see. I'm gonna. Uh, uh, Pregnard's gonna look around. What's what? What's something that's gonna catch Pregnard's eye? Um. Well, I mean, you tell me. Right. Like, what would catch Pregnard's eye? What? Like, what Are there kind any of creature? There? What kind of creature could you dream up? I mean, are there any frogs? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the simplest, the better. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go take a look at the frog tank and give it a real good blank stare. <laughs> a real good blank stare, you say? Yep. Oh yeah. Okay. You and the many different types of frogs that are in these different frog, like you know, in like amphibian enclosures. Um, exchange blank stares for quite some time you know you're Mm -hmm. just an audible blink like zorak from uh space ghost yeah 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 yeah. just staying standing in front of the the frog tank you know there's something there's something that speaks to me about about these creatures and i can't really put my finger on it (laughs) i see well I'm going to stand there until somebody tears me away from this tank. That's perfect. That's perfect. Boris was also standing in front of um, a tank with a thick glass wall. 
and like raises her hand towards the shopkeeper with a gold ingot in it. <laughs> and in and in the tank that Boris is standing in front of, provided you're going to allow me to describe <laughs> this animal right now. Please. It, it, it looks like a Japanese spider crab. So for those that are unfamiliar, they are giant crabs whose leg spans can leg up to or can span up to 18 feet. Like huge. Oh my god, crab. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know which ones you're talking about. But but you know, it's 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 a fantastical crab. So this one has like super beefy legs and kind of has something that looks like a built-in natural saddle on its back. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. Um I call this one Hector. So I have to I have to I have to admit, uh, it is illegal to possess this pet in the city of Wool. Um, so I would take great care in transporting this. Do you have any method of uh, concealing Hector? <laughs> uh, Boris, in response, just holds open a pocket. <laughs> I... Little girl, I don't mean to sound condescending, but... Hector is a very particular creature, and I think putting him into some sort of deep, dark, extra-dimensional space would be detrimental to his well-being. And while I would only want to part with Hector to someone who knows what to do with him, he is a very fearsome companion, but will be loyal to you if you treat him right. Boris just, like, kind of like looks for a moment waiting waiting for just like more more instruction on what taking care of this creature is going to entail or uh -huh. anyone to stop you from p possibly yeah. buying this dangerous and potential and illegal um pet yeah jarell like crab jarell page and jarell sorry i missed that Oh my goodness. <laughs> Boris is about to like buy an illegal pet that she's going to try to ride around and freak people out with. It's essentially this gigantic, beefy Japanese spider crab. Um, that, like, it's named Hector. I mean. Also, are you of legal age to purchase this pet? Of course. <laughs> Hang on, let me find you my ID. And Boris pulls out another gold ingot. Hmm. Well, I do love money. <laughs> these animals and these creatures, every single one of them in this building is important to me in a, sing in, in a certain way. I won't just sell to anyone. If you plan to abuse any of these creatures, you can go ahead and walk out the door right now. Never. I love Hector. It sounds like you're going to get Hector in trouble and potentially even taken. Well, I don't want him taken. Well, then you can't ride it through the town. I can arrange for delivery outside the city limits if, uh, well, I mean, it seems like this, I mean, what you are offering is more than enough. You'll just have, we'll just have to arrange a pickup at a time where the, uh, watch is less watchful. There, there happens to be a fantastic celestial event happening tonight that we could, you know, do this under the cover of. Yeah, you know what? I... We'll be back here for Hector at 4.30 in the morning. 
Well, we can't do it here. I would, I know. This exchange will not happen in this shop. I will be wherever you need me at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> if 4.30? I think I can arrange that. Okay. You're going to take Immortan Way out to the Western Gate. 20 paces west to 10 paces north. There will be a secure container with a, co with a code lock. You will enter the code 8865 and Hector will be waiting for you. You've ne we, we never had this conversation and Hector does not exist. Is that clear? Of course not. I don't you know what you're talking a deal, about. You have yourself a deal, young lady. Hector, and he taps the, like the like the the glass enclosure with like this like wonderful little like you know environment that's been set up for him in there. You're going to a new home, my friend. Godspeed. And safe travels. You see a single tear. Shed. Boris gives the shopkeeper a muffin and says, "Thank you." <laughs> oh, how delightful! You are so welcome. Is there anyone else I may be able to assist on this fine day? Pregnant, I believe it's time to go. We should go try to go find this other gentleman who might know where your hamster is. What? Oh. Okay. Sorry, I zoned out there for a second. <laughs> you, 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 you hear, like, um, by the time, like, as soon as Pregnant's attention breaks, all of the frogs start, like, singing. So like there's also this just this, this cacophony of like noise from the amphibian section. They start like, singing. It like, was sing, completely like, like, silent. Like frog song. <laughs> yeah, actually, but it's like but they're croaking. They're croaking that melody. They're croaking. I the was melody thinking more. Uh, it's, like, it's not Michigan J Frog. It is not right. Michigan. Hello, J my baby. Frog. Hello, my no, darling. No, 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 no. Send me a kiss while I want. I want them to be singing. Mr. Frogman, sing me a. Bring me Mr. a dream. Frogman, bring me a dream. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Doing that, we don't necessarily believe this guy about not having the hamster. <laughs> um, and again, you see him just, you see this shopkeeper just reach for his notebook again. Fascinating. He seems to be able to and like penetrate the minds of lesser amphibian creatures. Was I using charisma doing that <laughs> somehow? Probably. I have no idea, man. Probably. In some way, <laughs> yes. In some way, huh. yes, but I'm not even going to make you roll for it because, you know, it, they're little frogs. And you are a very powerful pregnart. And magic works different here. Or now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Actually, if anything, it should be noted, and I think it's worth noting for even the audience, right? You know, because we had said before that magic works had started working a little bit differently ever since uh, Tarantus went missing, right? And obviously, after the fall of Peevil, a lot of magic and stuff got messed up. This is the best you've ever felt casting spells, for those of you who do cast spells. I mean, aside from some of the early hiccups with Jarrell reacclimating to, like, like you're channeling divine power, but yet your god is not a god yet, where you are. Um, right. Everyone else has just felt like the magic has been coursing through you, like, effortlessly. It's just not even like a, like, it just, it just works. It just works. Hashtag it just works. Um, sorry, just channeling my inner Todd Howard. Um, so at this point, you've arranged the deal. 
right? You know, you, you've you been pointed in the direction of a man named Volo. And, uh, you know, he's leaving town today. I would hope so. Otherwise, we've just invalidated a lot of D&D lore. Well, we listen, listen, this is not <laughs> none of this is Forgotten Realms canon, but there are certain characters that are ubiquitous throughout the multiverse of the Forgotten Realms and the D&D world that I feel like deserve. Wait, we have Melf. Melf is part of the project, right? Like it's a it's a tip of the hat. It's a it's a little nod to the oh, to the right. to the origins of D&D. Um, and, and all the fantastical and amazing stories that have come out of this amazing game yeah. that we play. Yeah. Just because many of them happen to come from Ed Greenwood's realms doesn't, you know, necessarily mean anything. I mean, at this point, it's it's harder for realms to keep Elminster out than it is for him to get in. Yeah. So, you know, it just it felt um, it felt important to just like tip of the hat there. And hey, we're looking for exotic creatures. I can think of no better person to ask than a man named Volo. So are we heading to the seventh ward? Is that the plan yep, now? Yep, trying to find that hotel that he was staying in. Okay. Um, you hop on a wagon to the seventh ward. And as you're arriving, you can see uh, what appears to be just give me one second. I want to make sure I uh, describe this properly. You see on a, uh, like a sort of word like these, you know, the carriages sort of congregate, right? Where like this like a little depot is where people are getting on and off or transitioning or transferring to different, you know, places, right? To go different places in the city. Um, there is a man who's wearing like this like very large um, like cloth hat that like hangs down like like the back of his head. It doesn't, it's like brimless, right? But it's just this like big, like, like this poofy cloth hat. And he's like, you know, very fine clothes. He's got a gigantic book strapped to his uh, back. And he seems to be carrying around a small chest with him. Um, as well as uh, on this wagon, he's got a, a few different cages with exotic birds in them. And he seems to be furiously riding. And this carriage is. Uh, heading south to leave town. And that's what we're going to call this episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. Ah. So, you, all of you beautiful people <laughs> out there in Radio Land, if you like us, you can find us on the internet. Just look on such places as Twitter or Instagram. Look for at Hapless Heroes. We're also on Facebook and Reddit. Uh, it's just look for Hapless Heroes podcast. But really, the crown jewel of our internet presence where we like to hang out and talk with our audience the most is our discord server we really encourage you to check out you know all our socials have links to our discord or you know you'll see it in like the the, the show notes of every episode like we encourage you to join this community it's burgeoning with like new listeners and vets uh, alike people just you know just starting their hapless heroes journey which we spoiler tag all of our discussions to make sure that it's still a spoiler free experience for you as much as we can help it we do moderate that our wonderful community monitorators have been a huge help and monitorators sure monitorators yes you you wonderful wonderful folks um yeah but we encourage you to join this community it's um, thanks for inventing that word fran you're welcome zach you know i'm (laughs) a real wordsmith over here as you can tell 
but yeah, we encourage you to join the community. It's it's just a whole bunch of like-minded, awesome folks, and yeah, it's just it's it's super cool. But if you really really like us, we'd love it if you left us a five-star review or rating on the podcast service of your choice. Those help us just get more exposure. You know, get more people listening to this awesome show. By the time this episode airs, too, we will have crossed the two hundred thousand download mark and i am just over the moon with all of the love and support and like you know all we receive from all of you and like the fact that like you know so many of you have chosen to listen to this podcast really just blows me away it just warms my heart it makes me feel good and uh we love you all for it but uh, another thing that we do, because when you say some nice things to us, is that we'll actually say some nice things right back to you on the air if we see you leave us a review. This one actually comes from a, the five-star channel in our Discord. It's uh, Sean Dewar says, After listening to 225 episodes, you guys keep me laughing all night as I work. So far, I haven't decided if Boris or Hoblet is my spirit animal yet. Keep up the great entertainment. I also I played a dwarf in my last one shot, and in Hoblet fashion, I golf swing for a crotch shot finish with my warhammer. Hoblet would be proud. Uh, thank you, Shandur. You are awesome. You are a five star human. We hope you're still enjoying the show. You rock. Now, if you really, really, really like us, you could donate to our Patreon. It's Patreon.com/slash/haplessheroes. All the money you donate goes right back into making this show what it is. It pays our hosting costs, helps us replace equipment, and just keep up with all the maintenance that's involved with putting on a production such as this. This amateur thing that we've been doing for the last six years. Um, we, you know, we have a bunch of different rewards in there. We encourage you to peruse them. You know, we're going to be doing some updating to that also, also over time, as obviously this campaign is kind of... Uh, moving towards its conclusion and we're going to be moving into other adventures still maintaining the hapless hero stuff so like things like submitting story arcs to the show and whatnot if we can't get to them now we're going to bank those and put them in for whatever the next thing happens and we'll find a way to apply them so you know if, if if you're hesitant or anything like that like this is something we plan to keep doing for a very long time or at least i'm going to keep doing it for a very long time so yeah it's patreon.com slash hapless heroes thank you to all of you who've been donating to us you all are amazing and uh yeah we hope to see more of you and if you like us right now, you like us, Sally Field, and the whole deal. Open up a marble factory, and in every 1,000th marble, put a, a small uh, scroll that when it clacks, that marble clacks into another marble. It breaks open and reveals a scroll that says, uh, I want a donut, and please feed me one me being the marble and also listen to hapless heroes podcast an original <laughs> DD campaign is wow. that the name of our podcast it yeah, is probably it is the name how of our do those podcast? vowels work i don't know how vowels work anymore goodbye <laughs> oh, well i guess there's nothing left for me to do besides outro my lovely cast for you starting on my virtual right we have lord jarell the light uh, until next time. <laughs> so no, normal, normally, you say play, normally say played by after I was waiting for that portion of it. <coughs> that's that's true. That's fair. Yeah, but I like the I like the way that I can rhyme John. It's, you know, like we to my virtual right, we have John playing Lord Jarrell the Light. Like it's just it just works, and I just can't <laughs> stop doing that now. Um, anyways, to his virtual right, we have Zach as Pregnar. It's me. Goodbye. Nicole as Boris the Butcher. Need some crab food if the world doesn't end. 
Mike is Lord and Captain Quinn Southwood. I truly forgot how refreshing cucumbers can be. And Dave is Zero of Aeon's Avatar 4. I did tell the man that he wouldn't know my friend even if he were standing right in front of him. And I've been Francesco. I've been your host and DM, and we'll see you next week. Uh, bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.